Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we roll along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard from Christine, the overwhelming story. We spent pretty much the entire first hour on Aaron Judge today, and that is going to continue in just a second with Buster Olney. But because I teased this twice and promised that I would carry it over, I will give you a statistic that I think is just incredible from the NFL. Something that will happen this weekend that has not happened in 101 years. So the Packers are playing the Giants in London. Hembo, who's going to win that game? Oh, the Packers. The Bears. Who are the Bears even playing? I forget already. Whoever the Bears are playing. Me too. They're most likely going to lose because they're the Bears and they're not very good. If they're not playing Houston again, I don't have a very good feeling about it. They're playing the Vikings. So they're going to lose. If indeed those two things both happen, then for the first time since 1920, the Chicago Bears will not be the winningest franchise in pro football history. Every moment that the sport has had for the last 100 years, the 101 years, the Bears had more wins than any other team in the sport's history. But that number will be surpassed by the Packers if Green Bay wins this weekend and the Bears lose. That's an incredible stat. The Buffalo All-Americans, who were no longer a franchise by the 30s, they had 18 wins at the end of Week 13 in 1921. Right now, the Bears and the Packers are tied for 785. Those Buffalo All-Americans, that's the last time a team, other than the Bears, held the record. So that's what was the stat that I was giving you. 101 years later, the Packers could finally surpass the Bears. Okay, having said that, that's obviously not the story of the day. This is... Aaron Judge is the American League single-season home run leader. It's one of the best seasons I know that I've ever seen. Have my name next to you know someone as great as Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, those guys is incredible. So Judge hit 62. Here's Buster Olney, Baseball Tonight podcast, and a whole lot more. Uh, Robert, we spoke on TV this morning, and let's just dive right into it. Let's start with this. You have told me several times now you believe this is the greatest season any individual player ever had. Why is that? Because of the context. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, I believe in the evolution of athletes. Uh, I believe that George Mikan uh, wasn't as good uh, as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Shaquille O'Neal and some of the other great players who followed him. Uh, and because of what we've seen with the, you know, how baseball has evolved, where it's so pitching dominant now. Offensive numbers down, uh, you know, significantly. These, uh, the way that uh, pitchers have built up velocity, the parade of pitchers coming out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles per hour. And I told you, Mike Trout, you know, I had a conversation with him a couple weeks ago and asked him about how much more difficult it is to hit in 2022 versus first year in the big leagues in 2011. And he agrees. It, it's, a, it's a bigger challenge. And so for Aaron Judge – to now have 62 home runs in this season, to be flirting with a, a triple crown at the end of the year uh, in an era in which there's drug testing and you get suspended for PEDs. I, I think it's the best season that I've seen in my lifetime uh, for any one player. Amazing. Is it even a lock, by the way, and this is just a, a, a parenthetical piece of the story on this day, but... With that as the backdrop, is he even a lock in your mind to win MVP in the American League? Yeah, I think he's going to to be to win MVP. I I don't think he's going to be unanimous, uh, you know. And I'm just basing that on following some writers who you know probably have votes on social media. I think some are are lauding 
you know, the, uh, what Otani has done this year and how much uh, he's improved as a pitcher in particular. And, you know, Marcus Stroman, for example, the Chicago Cubs tweeted out yesterday, like, I don't know how you don't pick Otani to be uh, the MVP because he's put up so much production. I, I think the voters are going to vote for Judge because Judge got the record. Yeah, I, I, that was the it was those tweets from Stroman. They were in my overnight notes that I was sort of what made me think about all this. Greeny and Buster Olney is with us here, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Th- then let's get to the piece of this um, that, that obviously is the is the most dramatic and interesting. So this morning on TV, if I had asked you who's the all time single season home run king, you would have said Barry Bonds. And if you had gone on first take today and given that answer, Buster, Chris Mad Dog Russo <laughs> would have responded by saying this. He cheated! Oh, whatever. oh come whatever. on, he took whatever. the steroids forever. His head expanded. Yeah, I agree. He used 24 it's home it's runs more than he ever hit in that one that's year. McGuire picked up the phone and flying his eyes out because Maris's mother, and, 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 uh, wife, hey, I'm sorry oh, I please. cheated after he took everybody's hand. So after uh, Chris Russo said all those things to you, Buster, how would you respond? Yeah, and by the way, I was invited to go on that show this morning, but I had a Zoom meeting to prepare for the playoff on Friday. But I also was aware of the hurricane that was gathering named Chris Russo. And I stepped out of the way because I figured I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to say anything any, uh, you know, otherwise. Uh, look, Barry Bonds, if you look in the record book, he's got the most home runs in any season. He hit 73. You can't run from the fact that uh, you know, the steroid era happened. And there were a lot of t- players taking PEDs, just as you can't run from the fact that, you know, for many years, for decades, baseball was segregated. That is a simple fact. Uh, so for me, Bonds is the, is the single season home run king, and the numbers back that up. But I think the question of, of whether uh, what was the greatest season ever is more subjective. And as I mentioned to you last week, if someone asked me, you know, who's the greatest cyclist ever, I'm not saying Lance Armstrong, mm. right? Uh, I'm saying in this case, the greatest single season generated by any player, given the context of the drug testing, especially now, is Aaron Judge. And for what it's worth, Lance Armstrong isn't still the winner of all those tours to France, right? They take those away. I understand it's an individual sport versus a team sport. I understand they're not the same. But just to be clear, the illustration you use is a perfect example of how different this situation is. They take those away from you in cycling. They take them away from you in track and field. They don't take them away in baseball. And I understand why. But it is it all does kind of go into the pot. Your buddy and mine, Hembo, brought up an interesting thing this morning, Buster, and that is that it is purely a coincidence that Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire all played in the National League, which, which is to say that that isn't the reason the three of them, any of the three of them, much less all of the three of them, hit the home runs that they did. So if, for the sake of argument, Sammy Sosa had hit those home runs with the White Sox instead of the Cubs, then Michael Kay's call last night would have been something like, there it goes, it's 62. It's the seventh most home runs any player has ever hit in a season in baseball history. Would we be paying attention to this if it wasn't the American League record? Yes, because as was demonstrated by what Roger Maris Jr. tweeted out last night, essentially saying that Aaron Judge is now the real home run king, the fact is, Uh, Whether you agree with it or not, a lot of baseball fans believe that. 
a lot of baseball fans now uh, look back at what Bonds accomplished, what McGuire accomplished, uh, at uh, what Sosa accomplished. They don't think it's real. We know a lot of baseball writers feel that way because to this day they haven't voted Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens to the Hall of Fame. They're not giving them credit for that because in their minds, you know, those, those numbers are tainted. So I do think that Michael would have had to come up with other words to note, you know, what, how the, and the importance of, of number 61, the importance of number 62 to reflect the conversation within the sport. Greeny and Buster only. So Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, is coming here tomorrow to the seaport where we uh, do our shows, and he's going to be a guest of mine on Get Up. And, and I will bring up the idea that you know I have about how they could incorporate Aaron Judge into the record book beyond being the American League champion, but um, by delineating a, a difference as as could be done and has been done in other sports and other record books where there have been this kind of seismic change in the sport that you could put in there. Barry Bonds remains the home run king. You're not taking him out, but that you also put in a, de- a designation that at this point, baseball started 2005, we started drug testing, and here's the record since then. Is there any conceivable chance baseball does something like that? No, uh, because of what you and I have talked about in the past, that you know, Rob Manfred, the owners are in a weird position to even suggest that what occurred uh, in those years does not have legitimacy, that the results did not have legitimacy. I don't think they would ever touch those. Uh, but if you were trying to thread a needle, Greeny, I think that idea is the best idea to have a line in the record book uh, noting the all-time home run leader uh, from the point that they started drug testing. Just as, you know, when you hear uh, Elias Sports Bureau, they'll come up with different numbers, and a lot, you know, for, they'll have in the expansion era since 1961. They'll say from 1900 on uh, because there, there are demarcations mm. that happen in the sport that differentiated those records. I think that would be the argument. Look, the sport is completely different now that they started testing for PEDs and now that they started putting penalties in. And then finally, let's get to the question that all of the Yankee fans, most notably our producer Nuno, want answered. And that is, will Aaron Judge's 60-second home run wind up being the last one he hits in a Yankee uniform? Buster, what's the answer? Yeah, and, and I love, you know, when I come on with you, we get to have hard opinions, and mine has softened. I'm a, a weaselly fence-sitter on this question. I put it at 60-40 to you uh, in our conversation this morning that he's going to stay with the Yankees, and that reflects a lot of the skepticism around the sport that the Yankees, the powerful Yankees, who basically print money, would ever let this guy get away, um, you know, in order for them to keep him, they're going to have to essentially wave the white flag in negotiations, tell Aaron, look, never mind what we offered you in the spring. We're going to hand you a blank check. Tell us what numbers need to be on it. I personally think it has to start with the number three. Um, but I've watched, also watched the Yankees do business in recent years. They're relatively conservative in playing within the market. And the whole X factor, there are two X factors, one, you know, will there be an owner who will be inspired to go after him? And if you're Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, my God, you're looking at your team and you need a power hitter, and he would be perfect for that. And two, we really don't know what Aaron Judge wants. He hasn't stated it. He hasn't countered a Yankee offer. 
Maybe he does want to play with the Giants. Maybe he just wants the biggest number. And if the Mets were to throw $400 million at him or $375 million at him and the Yankees say, we're not going that far, maybe he jumps. He's earned the, the you know, it's his prerogative to, to make whatever choice he wants to make now that he's going to reach free agency. All right, that's really well done. Robert Stanberry, only the third. We know him as Buster. Thank you, my friend. I will check in with you later. Playoffs start this weekend, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Box in the commissioner tomorrow when you ask him that question, Greeny. Well, I mean, I, you know, again, it's, thank you, Bust. It's, it's you know, t- box in is a relative term. Like, it just feels like a reasonable way to do it. It's not an unreasonable thing to do. And I'm not 100% sure it means you're acknowledging that anything was invalid. You're just acknowledging the obvious truth that everyone knows. And you're getting on with your day. Let me, I'm late. Let me break quickly on that thought. We'll come right back. It's Greening on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, uh, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I- I'm going to admit something that I'm really upset about. Obviously, Aaron Judge is our primary subject today, and we're going to talk about him much more as the day goes on, and we've been talking about him a lot. But sometimes during these commercial breaks, I just sort of flip through Instagram the way when I was younger, I would flip through the channels on the TV, and I came across something I did not know, and apparently this happened on Sunday, and I don't know how in the world we got to Wednesday without my hearing about this, but apparently Terry Bradshaw... On Fox, I assume this is the pregame show. This is the show that they they normally do. Terry is sitting there with with, uh, Howie Long and Michael Strahan and everyone, as he always does. Um, Terry announced that he 
has battled not one but two different forms of cancer in the last year. He had bladder cancer and then that he had a tumor on his neck that had to be removed at MD Anderson. And it's, he said on here that he is feeling great even if he doesn't look like his old self. I'm just quoting him. I just watched this video. Um, and that, uh, that, he, that he feels great and that he is cancer-free and that he's doing great, which first and foremost, thank goodness, and, and that is obviously wonderful. Um, I don't know how I didn't hear about that. Like, how could he have said that on Sunday and I wouldn't know it? That, did you hear about it? Did you know this? I did not. The first I heard of it was when clips were circulating early this week when, of just him saying so on the Fox pregame show. I, I, Nuno, I, I don't know why I... I don't know why more wasn't made of this. Uh, obviously, it, it's wonderful news if indeed that, that, that is the end of the story, that um, they got everything in both cases and that he is fine. But I just wanted to say a few words about Terry Bradshaw. I mean, Terry Bradshaw is most people now, I guess, know him for his post-playing career, which has been enormous. He's, he's, he has been one of the great ambassadors of the game of football with his extraordinarily folksy wit like he's just funny and incredibly personable and um and and I I think he's beloved I mean I think I don't I don't think it's overstating it to say he goes on that short list of of former athletes who are just beloved by people who don't remember him playing Terry Bradshaw probably finished his career sometime in the early 80s he hasn't played in 40 years um and I have gotten to know him only a tiny little bit. I've, I've met him a small handful of times. He came through Mike and Mike, I want to say, maybe three or four times over the years. And then I just told the story on the radio here the other day about how I encountered him when he was all upset about Dominique and whatever it was. Um, but I just want to say I love Terry Bradshaw. I mean, without even knowing him, I love him. I don't love him because of any personal interaction. I love him because my entire life he's been Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw in the 70s was as big a star as there was in sports. At a time when pro football became pro football, what became what it is today, there are no more important reasons than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys of the 1970s. And this is from a kid growing up in New York who loved the Jets. But everyone around the country, the Steelers and the Cowboys in the 70s, that was football. They met in the Super Bowl twice. Steelers won both times. Bradshaw won four Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. Uh, He was the first quarterback ever to win four. Montana subsequently did. And now, of course, Brady has eclipsed that. But in my life, I'm not old enough to have seen Unitas. I'm not old enough to have seen... Uh, Bart Starr, I'm not old enough to, going all the way back, obviously, to people like Otto Graham. You know, but the legendary quarterback, for me, the first legendary quarterbacks were that group. And you'd have to include Fran Tarkenton. And and for me, I would definitely include Ken Stabler. I thought he was a great player, even though he didn't get into the Hall of Fame until after he died. But Bradshaw and Staubach and Chuck Knoll and Tom Landry, and, you know, the cheerleaders on one side and the steel curtain on the other side. I mean, that was football. That was the game. That's the sport I fell in love with. So Terry Bradshaw was larger than life. The first time I met, I will tell you a true story. The first Super Bowl Mike and I ever did for ESPN was in January of 2000. And there was an event one night 
I forget exactly what it was, and someone's flight didn't make it, and they asked me to host it. I was as unfamous a person as you could possibly be. Mike and Mike had been on the air at that time for like two months, and because I was physically present and this other person was not, I don't remember who it was, I hosted this event in a ballroom at the Super Bowl, a big event, and uh, after that was over, and it was a thrill, just a thrill. And then after it was over, I was taken to this room where there was like a, it was like a private room in a hotel someplace, just a room. And they had like pool tables, I remember. And there was a bar and people were hanging out. And in that room were Terry Bradshaw, Two Tall Jones, just a, a, a never ending list of, of heroes that I grew up with. And I remember sneaking out and calling my father. And saying, Dad, you're not going to believe where I am right now. You're not going to believe who I'm hanging out with right now. I'm standing here and Terry Bradshaw's playing pool, for crying out loud. Like, right here. And they're just, you know, drinking beers and hanging out. And to them, this was a perfectly normal experience. They weren't real excited to see me. But I was real excited to see them. Anyway, the point of the story is that in my childhood and All through my life, Terry Bradshaw has been a figure of enormous significance. He's just a very, very, very big deal. And so uh, when I saw this, it shook me up. I I, I mean, here I am on an Aaron Judge radio show day, and I couldn't not come on the air and acknowledge it. I just couldn't do it. I literally just saw the video as we were in that commercial. So no one knew I was going to do this because I wasn't, I didn't know I was going to do this, but I just felt the need to say it. So I want to send the absolute best vibes into the universe that I possibly can for the great Terry Bradshaw. And I am extraordinarily relieved and happy and, and, and filled with joy that um, to hear him tell it, he seems to have beaten cancer not once but twice in the last year. And to hope that he is okay and, and continues to live a long and healthy life and continues to be fun and entertaining on TV and just to be one of the great legends in the history of America's most famous sport. That's that's all I wanted to say, but I, I just didn't feel right not having said it. I'm upset I didn't say it on Monday or on Tuesday, but unfortunately, I didn't even know about it until Wednesday. I don't know how that didn't get more attention. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that. We'll, we'll get back to Aaron Judge and all the rest of that in just a moment, because that's obviously the story of this day. I've, I've put together a green list of the top five. So when someone does something like what Judge just did, to me it begets five fascinating questions. So I'm going to give you the five biggest questions that emanate from what Judge did, and then we will try and answer all five of them. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We will get to answering uh, the five big questions in the uh, that come out of the Aaron Judge thing in just a matter of moments. Um, but anyway, I just had these thoughts on Terry Bradshaw, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to say those things. It bothers me. Who, who is that person for you? Like, like the person in your youth who was not necessarily played for your team, or but who is just lar- will be larger than life in your eyes for the rest of your life, no matter what happens. For me, that's Cal Ripken Jr. I, I was born in Baltimore in 1990. You ask almost any kid born in Baltimore in 1990, they'll provide you that answer. I was becoming a baseball fan as he was eclipsing Lou Gehrig's record. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Cal through you, actually, and it's a day and experience that I will never forget. And I don't care if he became my best friend the gravity of, of his presence, whether it be mm-hmm. in my life personally or just him being there, it's just always going to be larger than anything you could possibly imagine. Yeah. How about you, Nuno? Who was that guy for you? I'm trying to think of who that guy is. Have you ever admired anyone without any sarcasm or anything <laughs> like that? Really, I just told you during the break, I love Terry Bradshaw. I think he's, and not obviously I was too young to watch watch him play, but, you know, he's been in a bunch of movies uh, previously. Um, I actually watch his family's reality show that he's had two seasons of. I'm all in about uh, the Bradshaw family. So I love Terry Bradshaw. He has a family reality show? Yeah, yeah. They had, uh, on E! He had him and him, his uh, his wife and his uh, three daughters and their their family. Yeah, he has a. Um, you see his life on the ranch and all the other great stuff that he does. So like he has a reality show. Yeah, I did not know that. And for, for Bubba, who is it for you? Who, who will who will always be larger than life for you? I don't know. I mean, well, growing up, it was you know Bobby Hurley was always my my favorite my favorite player growing up. So you know I don't know, but. I guess. Is your dog named Hurley? Don't you have a dog? Yeah. So, I mean, that was, he was always just a Hurley fan. was always, but I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess Piazza, I guess still would be, uh, Mike Piazza would still be the huh? number one guy. I mean, just Piazza or, or Aikman, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know why this, but so, this I, turned it, this took a turn. It did. I, I have gr- nothing but the utmost respect for Bobby Hurley. In no way am I diminishing Bobby Hurley. It's just an odd for me to, ask that question and for us to be talking about Cal Ripken and Terry Bradshaw <laughs> it's just jarring when you say Bobby Hurley I, I, there's nothing wrong with that being your you don't like him I learned for naming your dog after him or anything else uh, he's one of the greatest point guards in history of college basketball he is he was that okay <laughs> we continue in 15 seconds all right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We all know the game's not over till it's over. Next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. 
Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. So I'm going to do the Green List a little differently today than we normally do. The Green List is my top five this, that, or the other. On any given day, it could be anything I feel like. And it is voted on and chosen exclusively by me because... Uh, I am and remain the world's foremost authority on all matters. But today, we're going to do it differently. I'm going to give you the top five questions that I think come from Aaron Judge hitting his 62nd home run. I'll run through them fairly quickly, and then we'll decide if we can answer them all. All right, so here we go. In this order, these are the five big questions about Aaron Judge. Number five. Is it the greatest season ever? Is Judge's season just completed the greatest offensive season that any player, I guess the greatest season, because a guy like Shohei Otani is having both an offensive and defensive season, is it the greatest single season that the that any baseball player has ever had? That would be five. Number four. What should the guy who caught the ball do with it? I'm going to tell you his name. We're going to talk about what he should do with the ball. A fan caught, of course, the 60-second home run ball. It will have great value. We'll get into what he should do with it. Number three. Will this be the last home run Aaron Judge hits as a Yankee? Do we expect him to be on a different team next season? That has felt like a very real possibility from the moment he turned down the Yankees' offer last year, and they made public what the offer was, which I think ruffled a lot of feathers, probably including his. He's had the greatest prove-it season ever, Will he leave the Yankees? Number two. Is he the MVP? Is he even a lock to win MVP? I got Marcus Stroman out here tweeting that Shohei Otani should be the MVP of the American League because he is doing things that never have been done before with or without performance enhancing drugs or anything else. What Shohei Otani is doing is ludicrous. So is it even a lock to say the judge is the MVP? Number one. And then finally, the number one question this begets, obviously, is, is this the record? Should this be considered the record? Do you consider it the record? How do we contrast 62 with 73? So let's lose the music and let's go into those. Those to me are the five big questions. Let's see how many of the five we as a group can answer. Number five, I think, is right up Hembo's alley. Is this the greatest season any baseball player ever had? The answer to that question quantitatively is no and definitely not. I mean, it's right now the second best season that someone is having this season, like you mentioned. Shohei Otani has the fourth most home runs in the American League as a hitter. He's got the third most strikeouts as a pitcher. He is hitting like Mike Schmidt and pitching like Pedro Martinez in the same season. However, greatest is also a subjective term. And when you consider the context, I think you can make a strong argument that Aaron Judge just had the most consequential season of all time. But what is the context? The context is he had 16 more home runs than anyone else in the sport. It's the stat that we care about the most. He's hit one more than Roger Maris at 61, which is one of the most enduring records in all of baseball. And he did so in the backdrop of the Yankees trying to humiliate him before the season began by throwing that number out there, $213.5 million, laughing in their face and going on to hit 62 home runs. When you contextualize everything here, obviously what Aaron Judge has done this year is much greater than the 10.5 war that he has generated. Uh, but, But, yeah. But none of those things count towards the greatness of his season except for him hitting 16 more home runs than anybody else. 
I mean, his season has offensively has been so much better than anybody else's. Could we say it was that that goes into the equation? Like Babe Ruth's seasons, I assume, at certain times or in certain years were that much greater than anybody else's. I know that he had seasons in which he hit more home runs than entire teams. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't compare to that, right? It does not compare to that. But if you were going to, if we're just for one moment to exclude those guys in the steroid era, and I just go to baseballreference.com, look at the major league baseball leaders, control F Aaron judge. And he's number one in 26 things. That's insane. Like he has had no explain a, that. I don't understand what that means. Aaron judge leads the major leagues in 26 offensive. Categories. Oh, this wait, what this year? Yes. This year. Okay. So and, and, why, why is that excluding the steroid guys? I don't understand. Because Barry Bonds did that too, is what I'm saying. So if oh, we're going oh, 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 oh. to put the steroid era guys in a different bucket, like we have been during the show and like we have the last few weeks, then yeah, I mean, you can start to get me to a place where Aaron Judge is having genuinely one of the great seasons of all time. Okay. But is it the greatest ever? The answer we're coming up with is no. All right. I'll live with that. Next, the guy who caught the ball. Let's talk about him. His name is Corey Yaumans. I assume that's how it's pronounced. Pardon me, I had to sneeze. He caught the ball in uh, Arlington, Texas last night. It is described in this story I'm reading as the catch of a lifetime. The historic souvenir came sailing into the front row of Section 31 in left field as Judge led off the second game of a day-night doubleheader. Yaumans snared it on the fly. Yaumans is from Dallas. He works in the financial world. There is no telling what the ball could be worth. With security personnel around him as he took the ball to be authenticated, Yamans was asked what he planned to do with the prize and said, quote, good question, I haven't thought about it. So, the question, Nuno, is if you were Corey Yamans, what would you do with that ball? All right, first of all, I have to backtrack on something Hembo said. He said the offer that the Yankees provided our offered uh, judge was humiliating. Hembo, you sat here and said the Yankees did the right thing. So don't try to, like, change things up and say, oh, that offer was humiliating. Got him. Uh, the Yankees, so can, the Yankees so, did do the right thing in making that number the offer. What, I'm, what the Yankees made a mistake in doing is making it public to try and humiliate Aaron Judge when it turns out, in reality, the opposite happened. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Ooh. I right. got him. <laughs> I think you got him. I think that right. was a getting. <laughs> There's a getting. I've been got. I would, if I'm Corey, sell that thing as quick as possible. Because what's going to happen is if Judge hits number 63 today, Ooh. does that ball get, you know, does it lose some value, right? You don't want to be the guy, the, the Mike Evans, uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans touchdown. Uh, you know, the guy had that ball, s- sells it, and Tom Brady comes back, and you lose all that value. You don't want to be that guy. Sell it quickly. So you're talking about today? Is, 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 yes or no is Judge playing today? Do we know? We don't playing? know yet. They've not announced that, li- he wants that lineup. To. I- I'm hoping he does not. Because Maris's tweet said that he's not. And then I heard this morning that he said he is. So uh, he can't hit 63, a 63rd home run if he doesn't play. I mean, there's there's virtually no chance of you selling the ball for anything today. Like, that's just. That's what I mean. I mean, you could make like a deal you- to sell the ball today. But if, if, if he hits a 63rd home run, everyone would understand that it would be devalued. I guess what I'm really trying to ask, Bubba is would you give the ball back? When he hit 60, that was in the Bronx, right? He hit the 60th home run in the Bronx. 
the guy who caught it, I remember, was a a very young guy, and all he just all he wanted to do was like meet Judge and get some signed stuff, <laughs> and and like I mean, this guy's walking out of there with security yesterday. Why? Because if you were walking around with two million dollars in cash in your hand and everyone knew you had it, you would need security. That's basically what this guy is doing. He is he is he's got a lottery ticket in his hand, and. For the life of me, well, let me let me hear you answer the question, Bubba. Would you give the ball back to Judge in exchange for some memorabilia and a nice photo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, uh, no. Nah, nah, I mean, I would. I wish I would. I would like to, but no. Nah, I mean, you just, you just, why would you like to? Because I feel like that's the right thing to do. Why is it the right thing to do? Because I feel like it's his. He should have the ball. I think he should have it. Why? Because it's it's his home run record ball. He should have it. I mean, for as long as baseball has been played, they brag about how every fan might go home with a souvenir. Once that ball has been hit and Corey Yaumann's caught it, it's now his. He caught that ball. I, and I agree. I'm not saying it's... It, no one should browbeat this guy into doing anything but selling it. I'm not mad at the guy. There's no other, Bubba. There is literally no other circumstance in which someone might say to you, can I give you $2 million? And you say, <laughs> I'm going to give it to somebody else. Like, there's literally, I can't think of one. I can't think of a scenario in which that might happen. I have a scenario. Go ahead. You're, Corey Yaumans, it appears, was, is a Rangers fan. He was wearing a Rangers cap. Let's say you're a fan of the New York Yankees, and you catch that ball, right? Yeah. Let's say you call a news conference today and say, I'm keeping this ball and selling it to the highest bidder if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees. But the day that Aaron Judge re-signs with the Yankees, I'm at the news conference, and I'm giving him the baseball. What do you think? That sucks. And, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, because what do I care? So then Judge stays with the Yankees, and I lose $2 million? I'm a Yankees fan in this hypothetical, though. I, I get that. But are you a $2 million Yankee fan? No. If, you- someone, if someone offered you, Nuno, $2 million— and all you had to do was, okay, let's put that, I like the context. If I told you right now, Nuno, you could either have $2 million or Aaron Judge could re-sign long-term with the Yankees, but both can't happen, which would you choose? You have to be an idiot <laughs> if you think that I'm going to give up $2 million straight cash, homie, like Randy Moss. If... Th- if to be like, oh, Aaron Judge, come back. Like, if but you could be the reason for no, eternity. I, okay, what like, do I get out of that? Nothing. Michael K. On I, I gotta every keep showing up. Like, remember Nuno? I gotta keep showing up to work. <laughs> I gotta, the reason. I gotta keep showing up to work. Give me the two million. I'm out. You would never buy another meal in this town again. I'll yeah, tell you that. Exactly. I, I don't you care. Went, I wouldn't you can be go to around. A game. Like, that's the guy who got us, Judge <laughs> Nuno. What's the it, amount of money, then, Nuno? What's the amount of money? For him to come back? If it's not $2 million, what, what what amount of money I is mean, Aaron Judge worth to you? We're talking about peanuts, right? Like, because, no, like, maybe five grand? <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm honest. Let's have a real honest conversation, people. We need to provide the truth to our listeners. I don't care. Like, if Aaron Judge doesn't come back because I got $2 million, so be it. I don't have to go watch the Yankees anymore. I'll be a, on a beach in Portugal chilling. Well... 
one thing that does come from this con- conversation that is interesting is how rich you are certainly factors into this. If you're, I'm just, to use the most ridiculous extreme, if you're Jeff Bezos and you catch that ball, you might get, first of all, you would have had someone catch it for you. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, you'd give it back because there's no amount of money that's no. going to make any difference to you. But you have to be really rich to be willing to walk away from $2 million. Like, I'm doing okay for myself. Sure. But if you told me right now I could either have $2 million or the Jets do something, right. I don't even know what, I would take the $2 million. I'm still surprised that Nuno's number is five grand. <laughs> that number still seems Five grand I would give. If, if you tell me five grand or the Jets win the Super Bowl, uh, th- th- see... Nuno, it's not the Yankees is not a fair one because Nuno has seen the Yankees win the World Series True. over and over and over mm-hmm. again. But how about something you've never seen? The Knicks win the NBA championship. What's your number? What amount of money would you turn down to see that? Ooh. See, that's I probably say I think the limit is probably 100 grand. It's pretty good. Cut off. No, that's a big number. I mean, that's a hundred thousand dollars. A lot of money. You could do a lot of things. Now, I don't know that you could live the rest of your life on a beach in Portugal with a hundred thousand dollars, but you could certainly spend a real nice couple of weeks there. Um, So, okay, I rather like that. Anyway, that was question number four. It was actually the most fun one by far, as it turned out. Um, So much so, I kind of don't even feel like going to the others. But I promised. So we've already kind of covered. Will it be his last home run as a Yankee, Bubba? Do you want Steve Cohen to offer him $400 million to become a Met? Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> Let's do it, Steve. So it's, it's worth $400 million to Steve Cohen. So as we're sitting here trying to figure out what's everybody's price, the opportunity to, A, maybe win a championship, but more importantly, B, bring a, a, a very marketable superstar to your team, and maybe most of all, C, upstage your in-town biggest rival and competitor – that's priceless. $400 million, which again, Absolutely. to Steve Cohen, is a rounding error. Uh, I, I, I think he does it, right? I, I, I could see someone is going to throw that money at Aaron Judge. For sure. The, the Yankees' offer to Aaron Judge before the season was like a, an objective one, uh, one they made after running all their numbers. Humiliating. <laughs> a humiliating offer. In the Mets' case, they have an owner who also happens to be a fan that we know thinks like a fan. For him to see Aaron Judge dominate headlines all season long while his team won 100 games and no one noticed has to be something that he cares about. Imagine having the opportunity to sign, say, Derek Jeter in 2000 after he, let's say, sets the single-season hits record. There's so much value to an owner in that that you know you can't necessarily quantify. But I, that's why I think Aaron Judge is going to get 400. It's, it's going to be an owner decision, and that's ultimately why I think he's going to leave. I right. think especially this if, if the Mets in the playoffs, let's just say offensively aren't – too great, I think they'll, he'll definitely go after him because Cohen said he, the Mets are going to win the World Series within five years of him being taking over, and obviously they're doing they're progressing quite well. But if let's just say their offense isn't great right now, one minute, I, I would definitely see him going after him immediately to try and fix that in the offseason. He is not the best radio producer in the history of the business for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. He managed to give us a pretty good take there and give me the 60-second heads up uh, in, in one sentence. Uh, the final questions are the easy ones. Is he the MVP? It sounds to me like you're saying no. I say no, but he will be the MVP. And then finally, is this the record? And we have spent two hours talking about that. And, and I will just finish it right where I began it that last night felt like it gave us back something. 
And I'm not one who wants to wipe Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, or Sammy Sosa off the face of the earth. I don't want to pretend they never lived or that they never did what they did. But somehow last night made it feel a lot better. And it was a way I didn't know I'd ever feel again as a fan of the sport. Way to go, Aaron Judge. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.